The right one is the belief system that keeps you humble when successful, empathetic when privileged, courageous when fearful, loving when not loved, and searching for truth even when the truth is the last thing you want to hear. Welcome to episode two of the Probing Truth podcast. My name is Agustin, and I officially feel like a podcast gangster because it's so formal. Uh, I had a little bit of trouble with the intro, so don't mind the audio cut off, but here we go. Here's a podcast. Thanks. I mentioned definitions in the first episode, and that it's crucial that we all have the same definitions as a community, as a society, if we want to progress and move forward. Um, so... Without further ado, uh, let's get into it, and I'll start with the very basic, yeah. The definitions that I'm going to start off with is male and female. Um, and just a heads up, um, I did go on, I wanted to have the episodes a little bit more structured, I guess, right? A little more guided. Um, I you know, took down a couple of notes, so that way I know where I'm going. The last one, I didn't have any guide at all, I was kind of going... Just going with it, going with the flow. Um, I was going to talk about the logo, the mission, etc. But this one, I want to make sure that I make, uh, I guess, make the best out of the time that I have. I don't want to be like rambling on about stupid shit. Keep it concise, keep it concentrated with a lot of information. And then people can either like stop, pause, right? Um, whatever they need to do. But first one, male and female definition. The definition of a male of or denoting the sex that produces small, typically motile gametes, especially spermatozoa, with which a female may be fertilized or inseminated to produce offspring. That is a little bit scientific for, I think, any of us. But essentially, if you have a peni and you can inseminate a member of the opposite sex anybody who you can inseminate and impregnate with your peni you are male so there we go biology does not lie you know but biology does not have a bias biology does not have an interest it is simply biology so i believe so female of or denoting the sex that can bear offspring or produce eggs distinguished biologically by the production of gametes parentheses ova which can be fertilized by male gametes i'm not even saying i'm not i don't know know if i'm saying it right gametes but fuck it you know female if you have um genitals that can allow you to be inseminated by the op by a male as we've defined then you are female and if you can bear offspring then you are a female moving forward uh work and leisure um we talk about work Usually people think of it as a job, right? Something where you you need to uh, earn income or something. And that's the way I'll define it. Um, a lot of people, like, uh, let's say, including myself, I guess, we refer to work as something, maybe like self-development work as, as well, self-improvement work. When I tell, tell my parents, like, I'm working, right? Or my family members, I'm working. My friends, I'm working. Um, it won't necessarily be the work, 
um, where I derive my income, right, necessarily, but it's work that um, it's going towards increasing my value, uh, gaining some skills that it will, will eventually um, earn me more income in the future. So I, I see all that as work, but for the sake of this um, little comparison, we'll refer to work as mental or physical activity as a means of earning income um, or work is also employment, right? So strictly, strictly that. And then when we talk about leisure, use of free time for enjoyment. So um, the way I think of, of it is nobody would work um, if all their needs were met. Um, if they did not need to work, nobody would work. Everybody would just enjoy their free time for things like family, um, you know, their passions, hobbies, eating, uh, being a lazy fuck, but essentially, or, or, or things that interest them, you know, painting, whatever, reading, uh, athletic, athleticism, um, games, play, that's leisure, and that's a use of, use of free time for enjoyment, and if we didn't, if we had all our needs met, you know, for example, if we lived in a garden of Eden, per se, right, um, we would not need to work, therefore, it, all the time would just be leisure, and we wouldn't work unless work for earning income, right, um, if all our needs were met. But let's say all our needs weren't met, then we would need to work. I'm not necessarily saying work is a bad thing, but it's something that you need to do in order to meet certain needs that you have. And then again, everybody has different needs. If I have, you know, goals that are bigger than the next person, or if I want really want something, I feel like I need something, that is maybe not necessary to somebody else, then I will have to work harder. Um, it's simple. So that's, those are my definitions, the definitions. Um, education, let's define education. Uh, we'll talk about education. It's information about or training in a particular field or subject. Um, so when we talk about, it, it says information about or training. Um, in a particular field. So information means school, mostly I take it, um, study, right? When you digest information about a particular field or subject, um, it's simply it's simply digest, you're learning. Um, you are not outputting or, or necessarily putting into practice, right? Somebody who reads isn't necessarily spouting or preaching everything they read. They're simply uh, absorbing information about that field or, or subject and then when it says information about or training training for me is like a job right when you have training you have actual like in-field experience you've been doing it um, you've been working uh, in the field and you have experience so just just because you have a college degree doesn't make you more educated in a field of work than someone who has been working in that field for the same amount of time that you got your college degree so just because somebody dropped out or, sorry, didn't go to college um, and decided to, you know, start a business or work in like accounting or, or, or something basic like a, a, any kind of craft, right, for four years um, and you went to college to study whatever, um, let's say a field that's re re related to what they're working in, doesn't mean that you're more educated in that field. Um, just because you got a formal education 
that does not equate to self-education. Hands-on versus study, that's basically it. Now we're gonna get a little deeper into, into definitions and we're gonna talk about race, ethnicity, and nationality and the differences between those three. Um, and I actually got it from a, from a website. Damn, I don't got the sources here. I found it. Uh, it's called blog.prepscholar.com. Um, and I was just looking for the basic definitions um, and the comparisons and the comparisons between those three differences, similarities. Um, and I came across a website and for the most part, I, I agree with uh, the definitions. I don't agree with what they say about, you know, systemic oppression um, and certain opinions they have. But that doesn't mean I can't give them credit for for uh, supplying, I guess, a good, good definition. So as far as race, race for me is physical characteristics that define a person as being a member of a specific group. Um, and most of the time uh, it's we're talking about an ethnic group. Um, so the physical characteristics, an example of those would be skin, right? Skin color, uh, hair, hair type, facial features, ass size the underlying structure of your eye composition, etc. Ethnicity. Cultural characteristics that define a person as being a member of a specific group. Um, and examples of this would be like the clothes you wear, uh, the religion, right, that you have, your beliefs, um, the music you listen to, the food you eat or cook. Nowadays, ain't, ain't nobody cooking no more, dog. Nobody is cooking. I don't care if you're black, white, Asian. My generation is not cooking. That's the first thing you got to do, son. Cook. Survive. But those are examples of uh, cultural characteristics. Um, nationality. The legal sense of belonging to a specific political nation state. So you can be American, Mexican, French, etc. Wherever you hold citizenship in. Um, and when we talk about race... We see somebody if they're black, they're you know black skin. Um, we, I guess they're black, but black doesn't necessarily mean African American. It can be um, somebody from the Caribbean. It can be somebody who's you know dark skinned but um, from maybe like Africa, Africa, right? Africa, Africa, Christ. Um, but yeah, I mean Africa, um, different parts of the place place different parts of the world sorry that aren't america um and their ethnicity the ethnicity um varies right between racial uh, inside racial groups so black people don't have all the don't all have the same cultural characteristics they don't have all the same culture so when we talk about africans versus african americans um their clothes are probably different the the music they listen to is probably different Religion, I'm, I'm not quite sure, I'm not too into that, but the food they eat is probably different, although African-American, like Creole um, cuisine is probably, uh, right, like Southern cuisine is probably based on um, like Africa, um, French, that kind of that kind of mix, um, but it's not necessarily uh, the same thing. That's the difference. Um, same with like white, right? You're white. That's 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 a race. Um, Hispanic. That's a race. Hispanics look different than whites. Hispanics tend tend to be brown, um, but you can be Hispanic and you can be American, right? 
if you were born in America, I've seen guys who are like French and are Hispanic because um, let's say if you if you're born in France, but your parents are both Mexican, right? You're going to look Mexican. Your race is sorry, Hispanic. You're going to look Hispanic. Your race is Hispanic, uh, but you're born in France. Let's say you find a, a French girl who's Hispanic as well, right? She her nationality is French. Uh, but she's Hispanic. Her parents are also Mexican for whatever reason. And you guys have babies. That guy's going to look Hispanic. That guy's Hispanic, but he's French, right? So French people normally have certain white Anglo-Saxon characteristics, physical characteristics, right? They're white, uh, fair skin, etc. And then ethnicity just refers to like your culture, your religion. Um, and we all know that... Um, anybody can any like let's say mexicans mexicans are light-skinned and they're also dark-skinned but they're all they're, but they're both uh they're all mexican in the sense that like they have that culture right they eat mexican food uh they speak spanish right that's also part of your ethnicity the language you speak etc so make sure that we, we we know those distinctions um capitalism and socialism we talk about capitalism and socialism People tend to think capitalism is like greed, corporatism, um, the suffering of the poor, um, when in reality, although it can lend itself to that, that's actually far removed from from reality. People are mostly thinking about what, what we call crony capitalism, that is uh, capital that has been, in a sense, um, like controlled um, by government. Um, so if you give government a certain power, then the corporations will lobby uh, for things to go their way. Um, and that, that's a whole different discussion. But capitalism is, is simple. Capitalism, in essence, is an economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit rather than by state. Um, so I don't completely agree with it being... Uh, a political system politics kind of ties into government right and the the intervention of government um, in the economy and true capitalism true free market and true free market capitalism uh, i think it's more like a, a lack of a political system right um which i guess in essence yeah i guess it does make it a political system so um yeah, capitalism is the most natural form of exchange for human beings. It's simple. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll stop like I'll starve if I do not provide s someone something that they want. Um, right. I, I need to sell um, a certain product that certain somebody wants in like, you know, 10,000 B.C. It was OK. Um, I will gather herbs for you. And if you give me a piece of your elk meat that you just hunted, certain things like that. Right. Uh, oh, I can make shelter. I can make. Um, I can make you a nice little cloth, you know, little undies, um, and you can give me uh, a, a, a roll of hay, a, a bay of hay. What are those called? Like it's 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 barter. It's just straight barter. Um, uh, or you can quit the game altogether. You do not have to provide anybody anything uh, if you do not want to take part of it. You can go into the Amazon and forage for nuts and berries. Also. And therefore, you just quit the game altogether. 
but people, especially in first world countries, uh, they're you know they like material goods. They want their quality of living to be high. They want to prioritize um, certain standards uh, of living. Right, AC, car, technology. Everybody has it. So why don't I have it? And in order to get that, you have to sell something to somebody. Um, for the most part, 80% of the population, what they sell is their labor, right? They don't actually make a product themselves um, unless they're like small business owners or like freelancers, etc. But um, they'll, through like an, an employment contract, they'll sell their labor. So you be, even, if, even to provide your labor, you have to have basic skills, right? Basic working skills, um, you know, arriving on time, knowing how to fucking dip a fry in oil uh taking somebody's uh, order while smiling fakely all these things require skill so um that's that's capitalism um i like a quote um by alexander solzhenitsyn on um capitalism uh there is there will be inequality make no mistake about it um but the this is the reason and this quote is Human beings are born with different capacities. If they are free, they are not equal. And if they are equal, they are not free. And I think that's, that's true. Um, socialism. We talk about socialism. So socialism, the definition of it is a political and economic theory of social organization, which advocates that the means of production, distribution, and exchange should be owned or regulated by the community as a whole. Um, so while, you know, owned and regulated by the community as a whole it sounds compassionate it sounds inclusive it sounds equal um and i and i understand how you know people especially young college students um can gravitate towards an idea of that but it's bigger we talk about the community as a whole what do you define by the community um only certain members of a community if so then that is also considered private ownership uh if you exclude certain members um, so how is ownership publicized uh, this must be enforced and who enforces it government so at the end of the day you know um, government enforces any any laws or any policies that you want to put put in place so if you want the community the community to own and regulate um, it can't be one person right it can't be two it can't be three it has to be the community and the community has to be um, like who's gonna lead the community, right? At the end of the day, it's government because government governs its people. Um, socialism states that you owe me something simply because I exist. So, simply being a member of the community, you are entitled to a piece of the pie. Um, and we can get into that, and we will get into that later. But it, essentially, what socialism does is, is it deincentivizes uh, people to work, people to have their own goals people to work harder because at the end of the day if you work harder and you're still getting uh, either paid the same or uh, yeah the same as somebody who did not work as hard because you're part of a community that equally distributes the wealth then you won't work hard and everybody's just a lazy fuck in a sense so moving on conservatism and liberalism um this is this is a big uh section here but let me just start off with all major American political parties support, or rather should support, um, the, the following. Republicanism. Um, and by republicanism, I don't mean 
nothing to do with fucking Trump, MAGA, white people, nothing. Republicanism is this. Republicanism stresses liberty and inalienable individual rights as central values, rejection of a monarchy rule, uh, where power belongs to the people. That's the definition of it, and that's that's true. Uh, basic classical liberal ideas on which the country was founded in 1776. Uh, things like the freedom of religion, racial equality, capitalism, free markets, uh, freedom of speech, etc. That's also true. We, sh we should all support that. The pursuit of happiness. Um, again, you have the right to the pursuit of happiness, not a right to happiness, right? The rule of law, consent of the governed, um, and by that, we mean government's legitimacy and moral right to use state power is only justified and lawful when consented to by the people or the society over which that political power is exercised. It kind of it kind of stresses uh, the, the power belonging to the people, right? Um, opposition to aristocracy, kind of like rejection of monarchy rule. The fear of corruption, right? And equal rights before the law. Um, it ties into equal rights for everybody, uh, race, religion, creeds. Uh, if you're a citizen citizen of the United States, then you should have equal rights before the law. Um, that is um, what American political parties should support, or they do support. Actually, uh, they might not even support that anymore. That's how far we've gotten. So moving on. Um, it is common and has been common for conservative to mean this, holding to traditional attitudes and values and cautious about change or innovation, typically in relation to politics or religion. Um, a quote from, it's kind of, it's not biased, but this is just the first thing that popped up from a website called Conservapedia. Um, and again, it doesn't, if somebody defines a term, um, if that definition is true, then I don't, I don't care uh, where it's from, right? We're looking at what is being said, not who is saying it. So traditional values refers to those ideals and values held to be true because of their long history and proven success. That's why they're traditional. In contrast to progressive values, which are held to be true precisely because they are new. So when we talk about progressive values, we, we moved into an era where Progression means just progression at all costs. Um, I was talking to somebody earlier this week. It's like we, we've kind of leveled off in terms of equal rights, right? Um, in law, nobody is unequal. You know, the, the, the law nowadays has kind of leveled off. Um, there is no inequality in terms of law. And e although people may be corrupt and have their own biases. And yes, we cannot have people um, who are corrupt who have certain um, major character flaws that result in like prejudice or discrimination against somebody for their race, religion, etc. We cannot allow those, those people in positions of power, in positions of authority. Um, but the traditional values um, are about the importance of family, marriage, God, support for small private business, and the Second Amendment in order to protect those things you hold dear like family and property. Um, and this is why I guess, you know, the conservative party, um, the, the, the GOP 
um, is big on the Second Amendment because if you don't have a right to bear arms, then how can you protect the things that you hold dear, um, like family and like your marriage, your business, etc. Um, for the most part, the, these definitions um, uh, are true, but this does not mean that conservatives will not let other people hold different values. As long as it does not endanger their life, liberty, property, and pursuit of happiness. Um, for example, conservatives should be okay with same-sex marriage as long as the government does not enforce their church to marry couples of the same sex if it goes against the religion's values. Um, so, yeah, we should be okay with people um, you know, having their own preferences, their own way of life. Um, and liberal. What does liberal mean? The definition. Um, this is the definition. Open to new behavior or opinions and willing to discard traditional values. Right? Open-minded to new behavior um, or opinions. Um, for example, this kind of falls flat on its face, uh, especially in modern times. When if, if you're a liberal but you don't have any conservative friends or have blocked all of them because racism you know that's a contradiction um just because they're conservative or just because they voted a certain way doesn't make them racist and you don't have evidence for them being racist it's an assumption based on a prejudice based on the fact that uh, you don't have an open mind to different ideas so you cannot be liberal by definition so what are you uh, also uh somebody's liberal but they only date black guys <laughs> This, and this, I made a comment, Taylor thinks this is the answer. You know, your sorority girl, Taylor, thinks this is the answer. To be seen as the most virtuous, non-racist, white liberal girl in her sorority circle. Uh, there's nothing wrong with dating black guys or any race for that matter. Uh, but only dating a certain race without regard for personality or character is not too open-minded, if you ask me. I guess the, 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 I guess the point I'm trying to prove is what, what are your intentions in only dating a certain race? Um, I date plenty of people. If you're, listen, if you have any sense, if you're pretty, and if you show respect, then hit me up on the DMs. If you have no tolerance towards different opinions, then block me. I think everybody already has blocked me. So, it is what it is. This is the cheat code to conservative versus liberal. We can get into 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 the, the details and, and about what it means and what it means, but... This is basically it, and this is what I got from um, one of my favorite high school teachers, and and he said, um, you know, this is the last time, this is the first and last time that you'll get this kind of information or this basically quote unquote side of the argument. And he was a hard conservative, um, he's very traditional, um, and he was right. And I took that to heart because because I, I said this man he has to be wise you know he's obviously knows what he's talking about everything he says makes sense so for him to say that this will be the only time before a certain point of view gets presented to me that that kind of it kind of you know sparked something in my head I, I had to pay attention to what he was saying and it all makes sense it all clicked and then as I graduated and I went to college I, I quickly realized that what he said was was very very true um, so but but this is how he defined uh, conservative conservatism and liberalism so if you're a conservative it's very basic you want small government um, except for national security right um, 
And then if you're liberal, you want big government, except national security, I feel. Um, that whole national security can be argued about, but in essence, conservative, small government, liberal, big government. Libertarian is also like that third uh, ugly cousin that nobody talks to, but everybody seems to agree on um, in some points, and they have overlapping values. Libertarian is just very small government, uh, I guess, including national security. Um, just very small government overall, the most power to the people, free, etc. Um, so I'm just going to go through, um, I guess, like your, your typical sentiment of your conservative, which would be like, we don't want government in our private business, in our family issues, our private lives. Uh, most things besides national security can be handled at the local level. We don't need to send money to Washington, only for Washington to then redistribute it back to our state capitals. Uh, we know what's best for us. We want to make our own decisions on education, healthcare, etc. Um, so that's basically uh, conservatism, I guess, in a nutshell, or the sentiment overall. Um, if you're liberal, I guess this is this is the sentiment that I get, um, and we've all been there, of course. So this is the sentiment: everyone is equal and should be equal. And again, that's I mean that's a perfectly sensible statement. I think everybody agrees that everyone is equal. The first part is correct. Um, everybody is equal under the law. Uh, if they're not, they should be. In America, they are. Um, legally, they are. Um, however, like my friend said, human beings are born with different capacities. If they are free, then they are not equal. And if they are equal, then they are not free. And what he means by equal in this case is not under the law. Equal as in the outcomes that they see in their lives, right? For example, um, you know, I'm not LeBron James, I'm not seven feet, an, 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 an absolute animal, a physical specimen. So I, uh, he's going to be more successful in basketball or different uh, sporting activities than I am. Um, and I'm 6'2". I mean, God forbid, like, you know, a 5'2 guy who's just playing out of luck. But that 5'2 guy, he, hey, there's different, there's different, different things for different people. People... Um, are born with different different capacities, you know, so they won't be equal in in their field. But like Jordan Peterson says, you know, there's there's different games you can play. If you're not good at at, at a certain game of of, sp of sporting activities, etc., um, if you're not good at basketball, then try soccer. If you're not good at soccer, then try baseball. If you're not good at shit, then read. You know, do something. If you're not good at, I mean, by shit, I mean by like you know physical activities, then do something mental. Do, do some work that requires, um, you know, innovation, creativity, imagination. Um, everybody has their 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 gifts. Um, so there's the the good thing about America is that there's different games to play. There's various fields with pe which people can excel at. Not everybody's held to that same standard, um, right? Like that like that image of like the education system. How um, you know you can't you can't teach or you can't get a fish to climb a tree. Um, that's basically it but the fish can swim very well so um, they won't be equal in climbing the tree but there's different there's different games to play you don't have to climb the tree um, yeah equal opportunity will never mean equal outcome people make different decisions uh, what liberals tend to do is that they tend to see a disparity and then you know judging by that disparity they conclude that there's unequal opportunity when in reality opportunity has basically equaled off um, in modern times especially in first world countries uh, you can even argue that the oppressed, quote, you know, quote unquote, oppressed people 
have more opportunity due to policies like affirmative action, uh, which are unequal by their very definition. Uh, you can go, you can go look it up. Another sentiment is if there's an equality, then we should equalize it. Um, which makes sense on, on paper, I guess. I mean, everybody's making, uh, their own efforts, right. To, to, to help. Um, but what do you mean by we, then we should equalize it. Um, if by we, do you mean you then go ahead? You know, nobody is stopping you from either donating to charity of your choice or paying more taxes. But the thing is, don't, don't vote in a government that will force other people to pay for your cause, right? Is the classic wealth dis uh, wealth distribution tactic or wealth redistribution tactic. Um, so given given that and kind of touching on, on uh, wealth distribution, I want to look into uh, charity donations by states and regions and how the residents of those regions identify politically. Um, this is from uh, philanthropyroundtable.org. Um, the top 10 states where residents give the, the highest fraction of their income to charity in 2010 is in order. Utah, Wyoming, Georgia, Alabama, Maryland, South Carolina, Idaho, North Carolina, Tennessee, and New York. Um, and an observation from the article writer um, is this, quote, These giving ratios reveal a consistent pattern measured by how much they share out of what they have available. Um, the most generous Americans are not generally those in high-income, urban, liberal states like California or Massachusetts, rather people living in states that are more rural, conservative, religious, and moderate in income are our most generous givers. Um, that comes from philanthropyroundtable.org, and that's, that's generally true. Uh, Silicon Valley, uh, oh, another, another quote from them, Silicon Valley is legendary for its wealth. Um, and then a comment of mine, it's also legendary for its liberalism and progressiveness. As we know, it's in the Bay Area. Yet it lags badly in charity. The Chronicle data show San Jose and San Francisco falling near the bottom among our 50 biggest cities, giving away just 2.2% and 2.4% respectively of their income. And that's just facts. I mean, that's just facts. If, if you're progressive and you're as liberal as you claim, then those, those facts should should be like eggs smeared on your face. You know, what is it? Um, is it you giving away your income, your own income, your own hard work for the, the causes that you care about? Or is it simply you want others to give, right? Uh, you want government to take their money and give to the poor people. All while you claim virtue, all while you claim um, that you care for, for the people, but you don't give it, give your own money. How does that work? It's very simple. Now I'm going to get into the last definition, um, comparisons. And this one is, is really big to me. Um, and for it to be bigger than the whole political aspect, conservatism and liberalism, it, it says a lot about it. And it's talking about religion versus spirituality. Um, this is the definition for religion that I, that I got. A particular system of faith and worship, belief in a god or gods. Uh, what is a god? Um, the creator and ruler of the universe and source of all moral authority. The supreme being or force. Um, I know in modern times people start to see God as simply like the universe, uh, right? Energy, unlimited energy, the universe, supreme being. 
Uh, and while this works in theory, um, I guess in the short term when you kind of think about it, when our when our limited brains start processing, I guess it works. But I, I tend to think that if it starts to fall apart uh, in practice in the long term, um, when you just think about it as simply the universe and not God. And I'll get into it later, but uh, spirituality. Uh, the definition, the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. These are usually the universe is God, people. Um, being spiritual doesn't mean you're religious. Uh, <laughs> personally, I've gone on a couple of um, dating apps and there seems to be a, a, a trend, a correlation between young uh, liberal girls in college um, and how spiritual they are, or how they label themselves as spiritual rather than a, either Christian or a certain religion. Um, I don't know if it's them being safe and not trying to be divisive, but if you are a certain way, then just say you are a certain way. Um, don't be scared to, to, to claim a creed, to, to, to say that you are a Christian, to say that you are a Catholic, to say that you are a Muslim. Don't be scared of that um, because only, only the bigots will reject you, only the bigots will we'll look down upon you, but everybody else will respect you that much more. Um, spirituality is, is a tough one. Um, there's, for me, the way I think about it is, you know, spirituality doesn't work without religion and religion doesn't work without spirituality. So they work in tandem um, and they work very well with each other. And if you have both those things in balance and uh, I, I think you can go very far and can take you very far. Um, Again, I, I was one of those kind of spiritual people at one point, but I think it's natural, especially like how I, I just question any institution, any institution that's owned by man or any any uh, source of authority. You know, I have to question it because it's like who said. But in questioning and in questioning it, and in my doubts, I have grown uh, closer right to my religion i understand now i have a, a deeper insight and it's, it's more than i guess i can process but i'm in the i guess i'm in the process of processing it you know the process of understanding the process of getting a little closer um and truly truly understanding what it is and it's bigger than than just this, this whole material world um and it's a it's a big process but i'm glad that uh, i started relatively early and didn't have some sort of fallout in my life um, and that's what people, I think, generally should do. Start it early and build a good foundation. Um, but, you know, you tend to tinker and experiment with different systems of belief and lifestyles and mental models until you find the right one. Uh, and this is like everything, right? Um, with food, with clothes, with dating preferences, etc. You tend to tinker with it until you find the right one, with diet. Um, and what I mean by the right one, and I really want to get into this, is... The right one is the belief system that keeps you humble when successful, empathetic when privileged, hardworking when well-fed, courageous when fearful, loving when not loved, and searching for truth even when the truth is the last thing you want to hear. Um, and I think that if you can establish a good belief system and one that, that kind of rounds all of those attributes up, then it does not matter um, what you believe in as long as you can do good um then, then there's no reason to to see you as an opposite or see you as less um 
for this next passage, uh, you can replace God with the supreme being of your choice. I personally find God to be more effective. Um, but it, it was inspired from uh, a homily from a, from a mass this past Sunday. Um, it was from a Spanish Catholic priest on YouTube. Um, something along the lines of this, but I, I also put in my own words, essentially. So this is a quote. Having faith in God is believing that when you put yourself in his arms, things will turn out okay. It is carrying your cross your suffering, your burdens, and even with those burdens, you have the strength to help your fellow brother with his cross when all seems lost. When somebody has nothing, you can sacrifice the little you have to give because you are strengthened by God. You essentially outsource your power to God, like Jesus, because a mere mortal simply cannot output unlimited energy into the world without being grounded or rooted in God um, and take that whatever way you will um, but I think his his homily um, was very powerful and went something along those lines um, again his uh, the channel of this this guy is Misa de Hoy on YouTube uh, just giving credit where credit is due it's not like I didn't um, I didn't come up with uh, a few ideas of, like that of my own but um, again uh, you know information is everywhere uh, ideas are everywhere and it's just about pinpointing what you're looking for um, and diving into it and figuring out if it's true if it's real and if it's worthwhile so i mean i'll, I'll, I'll leave you guys with that for today it's been an honor to share my thoughts uh, with a grand total of my 12 followers uh please feel free to rate and this is this is just me just doing the formality shit please feel free to rate this on whatever podcast platform you have and share this with fellow friends who you think might be searching for their truth this is simply a journey for all. Catch you on the flippity flip. Peace.